All right, here we are. Introductory episode, the Munitions Podcast. You can call that MPC. Steve Palmer here with Derek DeBras, two local Columbus lawyers. And what we're going to do here in this very first episode is we're going to take a couple minutes and explain what the heck we're doing, why we're doing it, and what you can expect over the coming months, years, and hopefully decades even, if I can live that long, of bringing you the MPC, the Munitions Podcast. Um, well, let's, start, let's start by introducing uh, our co-host here, Derek. How you doing, man? Doing well, Steve. How are you? Good. And uh, why don't uh, so Derek DeBras? I'll, I'll start by introducing you, and then maybe you can give a little bit about me. Maybe that's the best way to do it. Uh, so Derek is a an attorney here locally, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I met Derek, man, probably going back a decade uh, when I started to even before I met him, I started to notice he was blogging and had lots of information, legal information that I found actually very useful in my law practice on uh, firearms and gun laws and. Anybody who has followed Derek knows he's also got a very pro- prolific YouTube channel. But I would follow your your blogs on gun regulation because, you know, as a criminal defense attorney, which is what I am, I have these gun issues come up, come up all the time. Like uh, if I plead guilty to this offense, is that a gun exclusion? Is a misdemeanor gun exclusion? Felonies or gun exclusions? And uh, your blog actually helped. And then I remember having – we had lunch sometime or one time over at like Mile Post, whatever that was. And uh, we sort of hooked up, but uh, I have followed your gun work and relied on it even before I knew you. Mm. I, I, I didn't know that. Did you reach out to me, or did I reach out to you? I can't recall. Mm. I can't recall. I knew your old uh, your old mentor, uh, Bill Meeks. Is that his name? Yep. yep. Bill Meeks uh, was my mentor right here at Five Eleven. I bought the building from him. Yeah, he he. Uh, I did some uh, jury consulting work for him and the old uh, county prosecutor. Was it Mike Miller? Mike Miller. We yep. had a case together. I did some jury consulting work for him. But, you know, you've developed a gun practice. Yep. And uh, so what the – I guess we'll just do, give us two sec or two minutes on your gun practice. I'll give you – then I'll give two minutes on my law practice, then we'll talk about what the hell this podcast is going to be about. Yeah, so we started – I started as a solo practitioner in 2008, if you remember uh, the economy, 2008. It was awesome. It really humming along. <laughs> well, it made me who I am today. Uh, if I remember correctly, we got, I got licensed – it was at least the same month, maybe the same week as Lehman Brothers collapsed, actually. And I remember spending about $400, which was a ton of money when you didn't have any back then, on, on, on resume, postage for resumes. And I got zero calls. Um, I was offered one job in my near my hometown in Troy, Ohio for like thirty grand a year, and I just couldn't do it. Maybe it was my ego, but I'm thinking I could make more on my own, which I did in six months. So I um, started in the criminal world, did a lot of court-appointed work, juvenile work, and um had a friend of mine who had written a book on the concealed carry laws in Ohio. His name was Sean Colley, but he had gotten a job at the attorney general's office. So he'd get calls and he'd refer them to me. And I started seeing that there was a need for not only the criminal part of gun um, counsel, if you will, but in a multitude of areas, concealed carry administrative law. Can I own a gun if I've had my record expunged? You know, all kinds of stuff. So I started cutting my teeth on that and really made my name in the restoration of rights world, particularly for felons. And now we have a international practice all all over the world, we have clients that we uh, address the regulatory needs for manufacturers, importers, all those sorts of things in the firearms industry. Doing a lot of revocation hearings right now because Biden's in office and they're really coming down hard in the gun industry. We do a lot of the criminal defense still with you. Uh, we'll bring you in on any of those criminal cases, but we also do quite a bit of restoration rights and help people clean up their records. And what's the name of your law firm? It's Munitions Law Group, Cheshire to Brass PC. We have offices in Louisville, Kentucky, as well as Columbus, Ohio. And uh, our website's munitionsgroup.com. All right. Well, that's good enough. I'll give you my little quick uh, two-minute sketch. I've I've been doing criminal defense work, what, 27 years now, started in 95. 
think that's about 27 years. Anyway, uh, it's been all criminal defense for me. I've, I've handled just about every kind of criminal case you can possibly imagine. Uh, I started working for two criminal defense lawyers and off I went. And, uh, you know, recently podcasting, look, I, I've always said this, it, it, my, my true love now has become uh, the podcast world, which, and this is great. So we're in, we're in the studio of my building here at 511 South High. Uh, we built a podcast studio and uh, I've got my uh, other podcast and you've got your YouTube channel. And I think uh, this was a nice fit. You've got the regulatory side of firearms. I defend a ton of gun cases with and uh, with you guys and on my own in my practice. And uh, we've even had a trial or two together. And uh, I think this has come together as a podcast that will be, uh, I think, hopefully, inter- I know it will be entertaining and hopefully uh, educational, instructional on on gun issues. Uh, and I think what we'll end up doing probably is taking on uh, larger regulatory topics, uh, policy-driven topics in the gun world, and uh, tapping into what you have been doing already on your YouTube channel. Uh, I think the, the the question and answer component of it is going to be uh, really interesting and, and, and hopefully helpful to, to the listeners as well. But tell us about your YouTube channel. What's that uh, What's that about? Yeah, we started that years ago. I actually was telling you before we started uh, recording today that I actually started with DVDs at a company at the time called Armed, to, uh, Armed with Knowledge, I think is what we called it, and had a business partner. We released a DVD to help with the legal portion of the concealed carry class that instructors would teach. And then YouTube was just starting to take hold of that time. And I saw that that was where things were going and DVDs were failing. So Went ahead and, and converted all that raw data over to a YouTube channel and started building it from there. Started as, I think, the gun lawyer. Now we call it Munitions Group on YouTube. And it's uh, got 40,000, 50,000 followers or so. So it's been all organically grown. You know, I haven't paid for any of those. And we just try to provide the knowledge and get that information out to the gun world because there's such a lack of understanding and education. But we also cover current events or ATF antics, as I call them. When they do things they shouldn't be doing, we'll talk about that. Um, but uh, any cases that come up, we'll address. We'll try to you know, from time to time have personalities on. You've been on my YouTube channel before. And I think in this podcast, we'd like to see, uh, we both have contacts in this world, some some instructors, some ATF agents maybe, some other defense attorneys, you know, just people that are well known into the gun community uh, as guests as well. Yeah, maybe get a prosecutor or two yeah. to sit at the table and uh, chat about guns. It's it's such an, it's such a, 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 it's a topic that crosses over so many genres and so many different um you know, areas of our society, whether it's uh, the, how guns are portrayed on TV, mm-hmm. how they're prosecuted in courtrooms, whether people can or can't use self-defense. How, I think the biggest topic I see, you probably get the most questions, is how do you carry a gun to the gun range in your car? Right. Um, what, and, and really, what is ATF? What do they do? You know, the first time I defended a gun case in federal court, I was flabbergasted because I, I tried to look up the law. Yeah. Good luck. And I couldn't figure out what the law was. ATF makes it up. They made it up. It's, it's no joke. I, I looked it up and I was like, where do I even look this up? This is in, it, it, it's a, it's a, usually in a criminal defense case, you have a crime and the crime is in the yeah, statute. There's place. elements. Yeah. And you look them up and it says no yeah. person shall do this yeah. stuff. Yeah. This was a, this was sort of a crime, but then it quickly landed me in something called the code of federal regulations. Right. And I, I never got to the bottom of it. It was the most confusing, murky bit well, of mess I've ever seen. It goes further than that. I mean, there's a lot in the industry itself, the regulatory part, that's not only based on the CFR, but it's based on newsletters, circulars. I mean, it's based on ATF opinions, emails, all kinds of stuff. I had to learn about this thing called tech branch. Yep, and I was like, "What the hell is Tech Branch?" Well, Tech Branch says that this is right. uh, one thing or another, and that's just like a bunch of ATF agents down in I think it was Virginia, or West Virginia, West Virginia, yep. 
and uh, shooting guns and deciding what a gun, what certain things are, just yeah. almost arbitrarily. It's the Firearms and Ammunition Technology Division. So if you have an item, you don't know if it's going to be regulated by the National Firearms Act or the Gun Control Act, you can send it to them and they'll, about a year later, give you a decision. So it's it's terrible from a business standpoint because you develop like a new suppressor and you don't know if it's this or that. You send it to them. By the time they give you an opinion, the technology is already dated. Right. And you, you've been waiting on it. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's the classic government response. I mean, I, I hate the government, frankly. I, I think the government sucks at almost everything it does, and everything it does then sucks. So uh, that seems like it's no different. But um, the, it's, it's, situ- it's, it's topics like that that I think are going to be the most valuable for folks to uh, learn about. Because I think most people don't understand that when you get a federal crime, for instance— and somebody is charged with having a, a gun shop or something, and they've, they're getting indicted. Everybody thinks, oh, they must be selling like machine guns right. to uh, terrorists or something. And more often than not, it's like they didn't keep their records right, right? Or they didn't they booked it wrong, or they have uh, in the case that you and I worked together, the guy had a gunsmith shop that wasn't uh, located where the guns were sold. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and it. Yeah, yeah, most regulatory crimes don't, or regulatory violations just will result in a revocation and not necessarily criminal. We have seen that one you just mentioned where the guy was manufacturing guns off-site in violation of the regs, which was also criminal. But we uh, you know, also see a lot of people going to gun shows and selling guns without a license, which traditionally has never been required as long as you're not doing it for business purposes. Um, but what does that mean? Right. ATF yeah. kind of gets to decide what that means. And and so they go out and they prosecute these people and you and I get involved, of course. Yeah. And they decide what that means based on the political bent coming down at a particular time. So you yeah. might have a president who says, we are going to say that this means we're going to prosecute these people with crimes or for crimes. Right. When two years ago, it might have been a regulatory right. glitch. And uh, that's why. And, and all that is because guns, I think, are such this hot topic. And it is. I mean, look, you look under the Biden administration right now, they're coming down hard on these force reset triggers. People are getting calls from ATF. You know, we saw that you bought this. You know, where is it at? You know, we think it's illegal, but they're being sued by the producer of these these products, actually, right now in court. It's just it's just uh, it's uncanny. It's getting I don't want to say worse necessarily, but it's getting very different. It is. It, it absolutely is. But, you know, so I think there's going to be a lot. There's always those topics we can cover. And I think the, the goal, and I say this on my other podcast all the time, is that I, I like to make things simple and almost everything can be made simple. So what we're going to try to take in this. What we're doing here is to simplify some of the mystery of what goes on in the regulatory gun world. Like you used about 10 terms in, in the last couple of minutes that I thought to myself, all right, if we're going to drill down in an episode, we could come up with just explaining what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, I think it's helpful for folks to know that. But yeah. beyond that, we there's news stories every day, and this is getting closer to my realm, where there's somebody acted in self-defense, or maybe there's a police shooting, or maybe uh, I was interviewed on the news a few weeks ago about the kids who were trying to, who were, uh, started stealing people's cars. And the woman who used self who used defense uh, of her property, and I think it was actually self-defense, but uh, she fired her gun at a kid who was trying to steal her car, and the kid. Got, so it's like there's all those other sort of topics that are more, maybe more mainstream gun related, and I think those warrant explanation as sure. well. Um, we just looked at a story um, at, before we started here, the one up in Sydney, Ohio, where the guy was. Uh, there was a kid trying to break into the house, mm-hmm. and I, I, as I read that story, because I think we'll do an episode on that, maybe even next. As I read that story, I thought to myself, "There is a nuance to this." 
that isn't so obvious just from the the media copy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a way to there's a way to break this down and and, and explain it. I think that'll be helpful for both gun advocates and those who maybe don't like guns so much to at least understand what really happens, what's what's going on in the real yeah. world. Yeah, and just to kind of summarize all that, Steve, you know, you had mentioned, um, you know, guns kind of they affect a lot of different aspects of society. Well, in the law, I have to be at least cognizant and competent to some level, almost every area of the law. I mean, guns deal come into play with mental health, Medicaid planning, estate planning, probate, administrative law, criminal law, regulatory law, government regulatory compliance. I mean, you go on and on and on. Guns are always involved in these things. So I'm always learning something new. You yeah. know? I had a guy who ate a gun conviction years ago and he worked for some nuclear agency. And I had to find out if he could keep his job, you know, some employment law, you know, all kinds of things come up. So, you know, we're going to be a wealth of hopefully a wealth of information for our audience and be able to answer a lot of like unknown an- uh, questions that they've had maybe for years and they've never been able to find a good answer on. Yeah. And then to that end, um, you've been doing that on your YouTube channel. We're going to shift that over and do it here as well. And, uh, we'll have a website up and yep. people will be able to interface, submit questions and we'll cover them right here. I, it will, we, we will go audio and video, uh, sooner or later. So, and uh, the idea is to make this entertaining, educational, and, uh, you know, also fun for us. Yeah. And I think getting some, uh, some names in the industry on would be, um, very attractive to a lot of people that are into the industry as well. Yep. Yep. So just to sum up new podcast coming at you with ongoing episodes, we are going to talk all things guns. We're going to talk all things gun regulation, maybe even some, uh, criminal law relevant to guns, answer people's questions about guns, get guests in here who are in the industry and not only just, uh, people who build guns for a living, but maybe people who work on guns for a living, maybe people who are involved in the regulatory side instructors of creating, maybe instructors on competitors, competitors, three gun competitions. I think, you know, I I can even envision a time where I make a podcast out of my own firearms training because you clearly, you have a lot more than I do and I want to catch up. So that'd be a pretty interesting uh, Mm -hmm. uh, experience. So uh, here at the munitions podcast, we will cover all those things. Lots more to come. Uh, we will drop the website. We will drop uh, subscription information. We'll drop it all on all the relevant social media on your podcast on my, or on your YouTube channel on mm-hmm. my other podcast. So stay tuned. It's all coming your way. And with that, we will wrap up our introductory munitions podcast episode. And as always, be safe and carry on. <laughs>